Hey, I'm Nicole, and I'm a full mutation carrier of Fragile X Syndrome navigating my day-to-day life as I battle anxieties and the fear of the unknown. Talk Fragile X was started in the hopes of spreading the word about how this genetic condition affects over 1.5 million lives and creating a platform where other families affected by Fragile X can share their stories and experiences as well. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Talk FX. Um, excited to be back this week. I have really just been enjoying this summer. Um, my husband and I have had a lot of trips um, planned, and it's just been busy. Um, but it's it's been good, and just um, having to navigate my uh, podcast at the same time has certainly been interesting, but um, I just love every moment of it. And um, yeah, I'm excited for today's episode. Um, Just another uh, opportunity for me to be raw and um, really just open and honest with you guys, which is something that I really try to do um, as often as possible because It's really just all in the hopes that I can just be an encouragement to even just one person. Um, And so that's kind of what today's episode is all about is um, just being raw and open. And, um, you know, I've only recently kind of been doing that on this podcast. And um, I just thank you guys so much for your support and uh, really encouragement in that from so many of you. So, yeah, it's it's a daily uh, battle to, you know, be open um, about my story. And I'm sure that, you know, it is for so many of you listening as well. But uh, each time that I do, I just know that um, it's, it's so worth it. And um, obviously, hopefully being an encouragement to you guys. So uh, today I want to talk about how do we maintain hope? Um, I feel like you could just go in so many directions with that question, (laughs) but um, I'm going to do my best. So I really feel like uh, maintaining hope, it often feels like you're on a roller coaster ride. Sometimes your level of hope is up high and sometimes it plummets. Um, And where we're at with our level of hope in our lives, I think can often depend on the day that we're having, um, or how our children are behaving or, um, just discouragement in general, um, or just, you know, things that might be going on in our lives. Um, another factor, um, is the hope for a better treatment for our children with Fragile X um, or even a cure for Fragile X. I feel like that right there can often feel like a roller coaster, um, especially for families that might not have um, the resources that they need uh, currently for their children, um, you know, depending on where they live. Um, and things like that. So um, it can certainly be hard to maintain hope when uh, you're really lacking those um, supports and, and resources that you need. So um, for me personally, uh, 
maintaining hope is a challenge for me to, uh, you know, keep uh, constant because, you know, right now um, my biggest challenge is, you know, obviously um, when my husband and I are, you know, currently in the process of family planning and, you know, I guess that's what everyone calls it. Um, at least, you know, that's what I call it. So <laughs> anyways, my husband and I are in the process of um, family planning and, you know, um, it's that hope that, you know, when we do end up being blessed with children, that we will be able to provide the right supports um, for them if they end up being affected by Fragile X. Um, it can be so challenging to maintain hope in that because, you know, I meet so many families all the time that just struggle to get the resources uh, and supports that they need. Um, and then, you know, I I watched uh, growing up how challenging it was for my uh, aunt to uh, get the resources that my, my cousin needed. Um, in his life. And even still, um, there are a lot of challenges with him getting the educational supports, especially that he needs. Um, and so, you know, then there's also um, another aspect that I really struggle with too. And, and that's the hope that, um, you know, our future children will be able to grow up in a more inclusive society. Um, there is so much work to be done in, in that specific area. Let me tell you, you know, um, it might vary from, from state to state, of course, but, um, where I am, um, and just, you know, being able to see the struggle in, uh, creating an inclusive society firsthand, as a employment consultant for people with physical and developmental um, delays, uh, I see it every day, um, primarily in the workplace, but I also see it just in the way that um, there's still so many people out there that don't know how to navigate interacting with someone, you know, with neurodiversity. Um, and it's just become such a passion of mine to help change that. And so um, anyways, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but um, truly it is hard uh, for me to maintain hope that um, not only, you know, my husband and I's future children, but also even um, for all of you listening with, with young children as well, um, I just, you know, I I really truly have a hard time, you know, maintaining that hope that they will also be able to uh, grow up in a more inclusive society. So, you know, we could go on and on about all the different areas of hope, um, you know, as it relates to um, those in the neurodiverse community, you know, even like I was just saying, the hope that one day, you know, your child will be able to get a job. Um and do different things that their typical peers do. Um, and so, um, 
obviously I have the most experience with uh, the employment world as it relates to, you know, the neurodiverse community. So um, that's certainly a, a big one for me. So how do we maintain hope for all of these things? Um, we talked about maintaining hope for um, uh, the right resources for uh, families affected by Fragile X, for even a cure for Fragile X, um, for, you know, uh, better treatment for children with Fragile X, all of those things, um, a more inclusive society, like I said. Um, how do we maintain those things? Well, the answer is, you know, pretty simple, <laughs> but it's, it's hard. Um, and that is advocacy. Advocacy is the answer to maintaining hope. And I'm going to explain why. Um, but, you know, I, I heard it recently said that if you change nothing, nothing changes. Amazing. Um, such a simple, uh, such a simple quote, but it's true, you know. For me personally, when I'm actively involved in advocacy, my hope tank is full. Um, when I'm actively connecting with other families affected by Fragile X, when I'm, um, you know, actively planning um, episodes of Talk Fragile X, when I'm actively um, uh, even just doing more and more research on Fragile X, uh, when I'm talking to um, my friends or family members or coworkers about Fragile X, um, my hope tank is full. Um, however, I found that when I allow, um, the struggles that I have in my life of, you know, um, the fear of the unknown of my future and also the anxieties, uh, that I struggle with on a daily basis, when I allow those things to overcome me, um, my hope tank is just barely hanging on. Um, and, you know, I know that so many of you can probably relate, you know, if you've had a day where um, maybe you took your child to a doctor's appointment and it did not go well, they were struggling, um, you know, and uh, maybe your child was struggling to go to the grocery store with you. Maybe they were struggling in the car. Um, maybe they were struggling, um, you know, uh, with a particular change in, in their day, um, whatever it might be, it is so hard to maintain that hope um, in yourself and just in your family uh, as well. And, you know, we recently came out of Fragile X Awareness Month in July. Um, it's obviously an amazing month of events like the National Fragile X Foundation Conference, um, as well as World Fragile X Day that FRAXA uh, Research Foundation holds. Um, but what happens when that month is over? Do we stop advocating until the next year? Um, no. <laughs> um, I've said it a lot recently, but advocacy is not just for one day or one month out of the year. It's every day that we wake up in the morning uh, is an opportunity to create more awareness of Fragile X Syndrome. Um, and cling to that hope that our efforts will impact the futures of our neurodiverse peers. Um, I really, truly believe that, uh, especially lately um, 
I have been sharing more about my uh, podcast, about my Fragile X journey, you know, about my cousin Nathan. I have been sharing more of those things with um, uh, my coworkers and just um, my upper level, you know, management within my job. And there has been so much uh, positive response. Um, it has just been so encouraging, so uh, overwhelming. And, you know, when um, some of the individuals found out about my podcast, you know, they listened to it. And uh, then next thing I knew, I got this email saying that um, they would love to share my podcast on the next, like, all company basically meeting. And I was just, I was just so shocked. Um, but in a great way, of course. Um, and so that opportunity is coming up here in a couple weeks where um, they're going to share my podcast and then I will be answering any questions that um, coworkers of mine have um, as it regards to Fragile X or, you know, the podcast or, you know, my story. And it's just an incredible opportunity to um, create you know, more awareness and obviously talk about advocacy, um, an opportunity to advocate for those uh, affected by Fragile X so that um, other people are aware of what it is um, and how to, you know, interact with our neurodiverse peers. Um, so I'm so excited and so encouraged by this opportunity. And it's things like that Um that when others take interest in, uh, you know, something like um, educating themselves on Fragile X, that is one of the most encouraging things that I think as someone who is affected by Fragile X can, can happen. Um, you know, like I've had others who have asked me questions about like, Fragile X syndrome, and I find that to be so encouraging. Um, and then, of course, I talk their ear off, which is, you know, <laughs> fine because I'm just so passionate about it. But um, when I have opportunities like that, um, it just, like I said, it just fills my hope tank so much. Um, so uh, how can you advocate? Um, you know, I just shared how I have this opportunity coming up, but how can all of you guys listening advocate um, wherever you guys are located? Well, um, you can join your child's PTA group if you have one. Um, it's a fantastic opportunity to uh, get more involved in um, my next uh my next uh, bullet point actually, which is if you're, you know, an educator, create an inclusive classroom for your neurodiverse students. Um, that is where the uh, PTA and the um, educator kind of, um, that's where they kind of meet in the middle. You know, it's uh, our, our job as, you know, advocates, even as self-advocates to um, fight for those inclusive classrooms. And a great way to really get your foot in the door is by joining your child's PTA um, if, you know, your school has one or something similar to that. It might be called something different. Um, and if you're a medical professional, create a sensory-friendly office. Um, I know that for so many families, um, 
that just would mean the world to them is to be able to take their child to their doctor's appointment knowing that there's going to be resources available to help keep them calm, maybe help keep them um, busy, help them to be able to self-regulate if they're feeling overstimulated, um, just all of those things. Also, um, if you're an employer, hire an individual with physical or developmental delays. Um, That obviously hits home with me because that's what I do on a daily basis is I go out and try to encourage employers to hire someone with uh, developmental delays. And um, it is such a challenge, especially now. I know I was talking about this um, a, a little bit earlier in the podcast because I, you know, find myself on tangents, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but you know, I go out there each each week, and um, my my goal, even right now, um, uh, I have a particular client that has just really been on such a journey with finding employment and it has really started to affect me personally um, of watching, you know, uh, my client receive, you know, a no from an employer for truly no really uh, justifiable reason, to be quite frank with you. And, um, you know, even as a job coach and obviously as someone who, um, is obviously very passionate about advocacy. It's so hard to experience those moments. So if you're an employer and you uh, don't feel adequate to hire an individual with physical developmental delays, uh, reach out to an organization like mine who, you know, supports those uh, uh, situations where, Um, We have the opportunity to create more understanding um, and obviously inclusion in the workplace. I think that that often tends to be a um, a hesitation for employers because they think, well, we don't know how to accommodate for this individual, so we're just going to say no. Uh, Well, that's wrong. (laughs) I mean... Um, there are employers out there, don't get me wrong, that uh, have the right uh, heart and intentions. But, you know, I think that um, when when I can find those opportunities to uh, advocate for my client and in getting the position, even if the employer doesn't feel adequate, that's where I step in. And I love those opportunities. Um, I've had several amazing instances where I've stepped in uh, when a when a employer hasn't really, like I said, felt super adequate to hire a employee with you know developmental challenges, and it ended up going great. Um, and those are the moments that I just live for and honestly fight for because they are so encouraging. Um, and of course, as you can imagine, definitely fills my hope tank when I when I see steps like that being taken um, from an employer side. So anyways, um, I could talk about, you know, employment forever, but I want to try and keep things on uh, the topic of hope. But I really do actually hope that um, in sharing that in, it encourages so many of you that um, obviously, you know, uh, hope that your child will be able to get a, a paid job someday. Um, 
So also, um, the last thing in how can you advocate is uh, sharing Talk Fragile X podcast with your friends, family, and your educators, and even your medical professionals. Um, That means so much to me, but it's also not about uh, me. It's about sharing um, the amazing uh, conversations that I've been able to have with um, Fragile X experts that just share incredible information and resources uh, and just making sure that that information gets spread to as many families as possible. Um, So even if you... um, aren't affected by Fragile X, you can still learn a lot. Um, And even if you don't know what Fragile X is, you can still learn a lot. And it's um, a great way to just, if if you're uh, having struggles in how to approach someone about, um, you know, talking about Fragile X syndrome, uh, an easy thing to do is just sending them a podcast episode and saying, hey, you know, can you listen to this when you have time or or whatever? Um, It's a great way to kind of um, get your, your foot in the door of, um, advocating and, you know, it's a great opportunity for even, um, to send episodes to teachers, um, that maybe you're having trouble with getting their attention or getting their time, uh, to talk about, uh, your children's needs is, um, maybe start out by sending them some resources. And even, of course, of course, the resources at FragileX.org as well. I highly recommend that. Um, so these are just a few ways that you can advocate in your community each and every day. Um, obviously, I I know that um, advocacy can all can often look different um, for you depending on where you live, you know, um, there's so many families out there that uh, don't have a lot of resources in their area. And so um, it, I, I, yeah, it's challenging, but I just encourage you to keep hope alive. Know that, um, you know, there are amazing organizations out there uh, just fighting for uh, better, um, better treatment for your children, better um, resources and, um, also just more advocacy and uh, inclusion opportunities. Um, There really are such amazing resources. And whenever I am feeling uh, low on my hope tank, I just try and um, remind myself of all the amazing people out there that are just fighting for that um, better future for our, our neurodiverse peers, really. Um, And so I just hope that... um, Everything that I talked about today was an encouragement to you guys. Um, That's the whole point. Um, And like I said, I know it can be so challenging to maintain hope in your lives when you just feel like poo is hitting the fan and you feel like um, things are just not progressing or uh, you feel like resources are so hard to grasp. Um, I just encourage you to know that um, there are people out there that want to support you um, and including myself. um, If any of you have any questions or challenges going on um, that you could really use support in, please reach out to me. I'd be happy to connect with you. Um, But also there's other amazing resources like this humongous, um, this just came to my mind, um, a big uh, Facebook page, um, 
called Fragile X. I believe it's just called Fragile X, but it's a community of other families affected by Fragile X that just post their questions, their resources, um, their struggles, and everyone just comes together and uh, encourages uh, one another and supports one another and shares each other's resources. It's an amazing, amazing page that I have just seen so um, many incredible uh, opportunities to um, share, you know, uh, our each other's information and the way that it's impacted families is amazing. So um, I highly encourage you guys, if you ha- have not joined um, that page before, please find it. And if you have trouble finding it, um, let me know and I can help you out with that. But um, so many families are on that page that uh, – you'd be surprised how similar you might find your stories to be. So, (laughs) but um, yeah, um, just hope that this episode was encouraging. I know I kind of went a little all over the place, but I tend to do that. So, (laughs) Um, but um, yeah, well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will be back again soon.